Okay, let's begin our discussion of Harsha's Bo, Tafshin Pei Gimel. As we start, as we say each year, the, uh, the, uh, greatest trilogy, uh, of any three Parshias that we have. We have Yisias Mitzrayim and Kriyas Yamsuf and, uh, Maimon Harsinai over the next couple of weeks. Two Parshias of Maimon Harsinai. Um, in, in terms of excitement, I mean, there are Parshias that we've mentioned. Re'i Shoftim and Kiseitze has more mitzvahs than any other Parsha. Any three Parshias together, about a third of all mitzvahs are in those, uh, in those three, or, or, a, or a fifth of all mitzvahs. But anyway, we have a lot to do. Parshas Bo, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and most of what we will do, be doing uh, tonight will be in Perak Yudbeis. Perak Yudbeis, which is the uh, place where Rashi tells us at the beginning of the Torah, that's where the Torah should have started. I remember the first Rashi Allah Torah. Rashi says the Torah should have started with a Chodesh Zelachem. Why didn't it? Koch Masaf Yigidliamo and Rashi quoted um, from the mysterious Rabbi Yitzchak. Uh, but we'll start with the beginning of Paragud Beis. Vayomer Hashem Moshe Ve'Laron Be'eret Mitzrayim Lemar. Hashem says to Moshe and Aaron, Hachodesh Zelachem Rosh Chodashim. This month is for you Rosh Chodesh. Rishon Hu Lachem Lachachi Hashan. It's the first. As we know in the Torah, there are no names to months. In Navi, there are names to months, but in there is Chodesh, uh, um, Adar is mentioned, and and Teves is mentioned, and and other months are uh, mentioned in in um, especially the the Svarim of Shivat um, Zion, Esther, and uh, Ezra Nehemia. Uh But in the in the Torah, it's just the first of. So Nisan is the first. Uh, ask the Imre Shefer, the Rav Shlomo Kluger, in his commentary. Source number one. The Medrash tells us on um, this week's, on those Pesach, To me and to you will be the Geula, says Rabbi Meir. What is this Medrash trying to tell us? Every Medrash is always bothered by a question. Some problem with the text. Something unusual. So what is this Medrash bothered by? What was bothering Rabbi Meir in this Pasuk, at the beginning of Perak Yudbeis? Hashem says to Moshe and Aaron, what's wrong with the Pasuk? Until he darshins that, uh, me and you, Hashem says, leave Alachem Avigeula. Venera says the Imre Shefer, says to Shlomo Kluger, Rabbi Meir. Hashem says to Moshe and to Aaron, this is the month that's going to start it off. And then again, per Gimel, we have Dabru al Kal Adas Yisrael Emar. So what does the Pasuk say again? Hashem says to Moshe and Aaron, speak to B'nai Yisrael. As if Pasuk Beis is, is a specific message to Moshe and Aaron. Right, we never focused on this. Right, Hashem says to Moshe and Aaron. That's Pasuk Aleph. What does he say? Pasuk Beis. And Pasuk Gimel, speak to B'nai Yisrael and tell them the rest of the parak. So, how are we supposed to understand that? You, Moshe and Aaron, you're going to have this Rosh Chodashim. Nisan's going to be special to you this month. Isn't it special to everyone? Why Dafka is, is it to Moshe and Aaron? That's the question that he has. And it's even more difficult, ask the Imre Shefer, Vakasha, line 12, this is going to be a month to remember. You're going to have redemption. They didn't even really have to be redeemed. They were Sheva Levi. They weren't even working. Right, we know they went in and out. They weren't Meshubid. We mentioned this a little bit last week. They didn't even need the Geula. So what made Nisan special to Moshe and Aaron and to Shevet Levi? They weren't in the Sheba. They weren't have Sivlos Mitzrayim. Okay, they were going to Eretz Yisrael, but that, that didn't happen in Nisan. Rak Iker Milas Achodesh has Zehay L'Shar Yisrael Shinnishtabdu. The Iker Milo of this month, Fuchora, would be for the rest of the Jewish people who were working and serving for 210 years. V'yafim no Moshe Moshe Aaron b'shvil shayu smechim b'kulas Yisrael. And if you want to say, well, Moshe and Aaron, you know, felt for their their brethren. Ubitovasam, like we learned last week, Moshe, the leadership of Moshe. It, it, they felt it, 
But but still, it wasn't the Iker. Even if you want to say Moshe Aaron felt for the rest of Klai Yisrael, but the rest of Klai Yisrael were the main ones that were that were redeemed. The Pasuk should have switched the, switched the order. Put Pasuk Aleph and put, flip Pasuk Aleph and Gimel. It seems like only Moshe and Aaron got, had this Sifui, and that's what bothered Rebbe Meir. That's what bothered Rebbe Meir. You know, why does the Pasuk formulate it like this? So what's his answer? What's, what was your mayor's answer? What, is your, what did the major say again? Li v'lachem havi ha'geula. Me and you. So what does that mean? Line 28. V'hinei yadua ma'shev mavur b'svarim ha'kadoshim. What it says in the holy books. Shegamach shav begaluseinu ein roi lasos ikr bakashaseinu v'tfilaseinu. Masha'anachnu begalus. What do we daven for? Of course we do daven that we should be redeemed. And all of Am Yisrael should come to Yushalayim, and we should have a base of Migdash. But ultimately, it's just that. The base of Migdash isn't for us. Our ultimate tefillah is that Hashem Shechina should return. What do we say? Hashem, please return. What do you mean, please return? Harabai says, Kedusha b'zmanazah. But it doesn't have that intense Kedusha. Hashem, you, please return. Why? Because we know, as the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah and many other sources, that it's not only us, it's not only we that who, us that are in Galus. Ki mashanachnu begalus, ki anachnu garamnu kol zebatzvenu. The kaparu akalavonasenu. Okay, the Galus is a kapara for us. It's an atonement for us. Rak roy lasos ikarat fila v'hatzar al Galus hashchina. The fact that the shchina and Hashem's presence is lessened, is minimized when there is no Beis HaMikdash and there aren't the miracles that happen and the Beis HaMikdash is not the center of the world even for non-Jews. Shehi imanu begalus u'bechal saraseinu lo tzar kaviyachal and Hashem is with us in every galus and every exile that we've ever been in. Hashem has been there with us. V'cheinami begalus mitzrayim lo haya rosh chodesh nitzim rosh lachadash emashi Yisrael nigalu if you think about it, says the Imre Shefer, right in the next column, is, was Rosh Chodesh Nisan the moment that we were finally redeemed? As we spoke about last week, most of the redemption already happened. We stopped the servitude. We stopped many, many um, stages already happened already. First of all, why were we redeemed? Because we had Mila and, and Karim Pesach, but it was really because of the promise. Shainis, Chazal say, Already six months earlier, we stopped the hard labor. Already the Avoda was already Batel, from before Nisan. So what Milo was there for Nisan then? If the Mitzidenu, from the human perspective... Right? It already, we were already kind of like semi-free beforehand. What happened on Rosh Chodesh Nisan? We were still in Mitzrayim. We didn't leave Mitzrayim. Mamish, that was Pesach. So what happened on Rosh Chodesh Nisan? It's, okay, we're gonna go free, but the, the, the hard, the hard service happened, but the Iker Maila is the Shechina. Shaza Shechina Yatza Meagolas Hamar Hazeh. The Geula of Am Yisrael already started earlier. But Hashem, Hashem wasn't serving. What was Nisan going to be? It was the time of to be Makadi Shem Shamayim in a way that it hasn't happened in the history of the world. The Geula of the Shechina. That's what's unique to Nisan. Vihine Yadua. And continues now, Rishlam Kluger. In Mitzrayim, we weren't on the highest of levels. As we know, Many sources, we were on the 49th level of Tumah, another second in Mitzrayim, we would not be identifiable anymore as, as the children of, uh, of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and the Abbots and the Imahos, the Imkain. So were we, we really worried and upset about the Golas of the Shechina when we were in Mitzrayim? That, that uh, there can't be godliness in the world because God's nation is, is in servitude? They, no, we weren't focusing on it. They weren't serving. They had time to think. They realized. They realized what Gullus is. Yechezkel Hanavi teaches us that whenever there are Jews in Gullus, so that's a Chil Hashem. 
Because it's a reflection. The ultimate purpose of the world is God's people and God's land. And the more Jews that come back to Eretz Yisrael, the Yechezkel says, the more Kiddush Hashem there is. And the closer we get to the Geula Shlema, the greater Kiddush Hashem there is. And Moshe and Aaron realize that. So it wasn't such a focus. We already were kind of like halfway there. We weren't working anymore. We were walking around. And we knew we were going to go out. But that was just another stage. But Nisan was the stage for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He even says, when we said in, uh, in Balos Chazachar Sadaga, we remember the fish, we remember the, the good times. It always bothered us, right? What are they talking about? We remember the great uh, melons and fish. They, was, they were getting killed during thrown into the river. So he says maybe it was those last couple of months. That was the last thing that was in their mind. They weren't working anymore. And they had some food. They weren't in the desert. So they weren't worried about the Golos HaShchina. That's what Rabbi Meir says. How does he explain the Pasuk? Sheli, I mean, And that's why it's formulated as such. Speak to Moshe and Aaron. Because they're the ones that notice. They're the ones that realize what's going on. And of course, the message for us is as we daven every day, every day, every Shimon Esrei we daven, every benching, we daven for Geula. What is the focus? Of course, yes, we can have and we should have focus of, of, of Am Yisrael, that we should all go back and there shouldn't be uh, any Shibun Malchios and, and anti-Semitism and we daven for that. But we also have to once in a while think about it from God's perspective. He's also upset that we're in Galus, that he's in Galus. Shechinta Bagalusa. He also wants to go back Kaviyachal to his home in the ultimate, in the ultimate way. And therefore we have to think about the, um, from his perspective as well, and that's what we learned from this first thought of the, of the Imre Shefer. Okay. Moving right along. Says the Torah, Parakut Beis, again, that's where most of our focus is gonna be. Karban Pesach. Karban Pesach says some tamim, zachar ben shana, all the details, right, take the dam, put it on the doorposts, and says the, says the nitziv, says the nitziv in source number two. There are two psukim that are very similar to each other, but there's a little difference in focus. A little difference in focus. If you look in Pasuk Ches, should eat the carbon pesach. Right, eat the carbon pesach roasted. Umatzos with matzah. So if you read that pesach, what seems to be the ikker and what seems to be the tafel? What are you eating and what are you eating it with? What's the side dish? What's the side dish? So we know, we're not getting into, uh, Monia mitzvahs, we know matzah is counted as a separate mitzvah, and Korban Pesach is counted as a separate mitzvah, and Mora is not. But just the push-up side of the psukim. Eat the basar, and matzos, al-merorim. So it's clear that basar, the Korban Pesach, and the matzah seem to both be manot ha'ikariot. Main dishes, and then Mora is kind of on the side. But, but matzah and, and Korban Pesach are both given um, a position of centrality in this Pasuk. Eat the Karim Pesach, eat the Matzah. That's by what we call Pesach Mitzrayim. That's over here. But if you look in Baloscha, if you look in Pesach Ledoros, that's by Pesach Sheni, but it's also used by Chazal for Pesach Ledoros. Perek Tes, Pasuk Yud Aleph in Baloscha, that's talking about Karban Pesach. How do you eat the Pesach? Al matzos umerorim yochluhu. Putting the matzah with the mar. There it seems like Karban Pesach is the central, central theme. So why is it that in our Pasik you have matzah and Karban Pesach that both be central with marar as a side dish? While later on, Pesach Lidoros, it seems like Karan Pesach is focused on. Little, little difference in detail that it points out for us. So what's the message? Aval Ho'inyan, source number two. Aval Ho'inyan, Kavosha Biyarnu B'Sefer Dvarma, as I've explained elsewhere. To be mitzvah sipur itzies mitzrayim, yish nafkusa, bein zman, shebeis ha-migdash kayin, lo b'zman hazeh. Says the Nitziv, 
But here we We still have a couple of months. Hopefully by that time, Mashiach will be here. We'll all bring Karab Pesach, this Erev Pesach. And at the Seder, we'll be eating. We'll be eating it. It's going to look different. There's going to be a different focus of what's, what's the, what's in the middle of the table. So Pesach is a different experience. Bisman Abayas and Shalom Bisman Abayas. Right? When we have a Beis Migdash, there's a different focus in what is the central element and what we're going to be focusing on and what we're going to, supposed to be talking about and what we're going to be analyzing. And the Torah, the eternal book, the only book that is written by HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, knows exactly what's going to happen in Jewish history. And as the Nesiv is going to say, the Torah alludes for, to us what Pesach is going to be like in all times of Jewish history. Again, now back to the Nesiv. Sibri Siz Mitzrayim has a different flavor between Bizman Beis HaMikdash Kayam and Bizman Azem when we don't have a Beis HaMikdash. The Bizman She Beis HaMikdash Haya Kayam Haysa Mitzvahs Hasipur Be'inyin Hapsicha Ala Pesach. What's the Iker? Obviously, the carbon. The current Pesach, Hashem passed over our, our, our homes. Upasach Hashem ala Pesach. There was so much focus on the current Pesach. And we all had to eat it together. We all had to be in a group. And we all had to be inside. That was the main focus of the experience. We all had to be in Yerushalayim. And it was a carbon. And the whole, we think Arab Pesach is busy nowadays. We think it's busy nowadays. Imagine if, if, you know, the fathers are all in the base Hamikdash all day of Pesach, waiting for their for their, and you have to burn the chametz that day. And can imagine, and millions and millions of us in Yerushalayim, so it's going to be even busier. Bez Hashem. Aval binyan mitzvahs achilas matzah lo darshu. Matzah was there, but it wasn't as much of a focus. V'lo ba eloshim tot ala Yes, matzah. We we have matzah. Hashem took us out quickly. Kamolach meitoda. Masa didn't play a central of a role, Bismana Mikdash. That was Pesach. Masha'enke Bismana Zeh. Bismana Zeh. Matzah, of course, is center stage. Matzah is the focus. There is no carbon Pesach. We mention it as a Zecher, Pesach al Shum. Mitzvah's a Sibru, Binin Chipazon, but we focus on the matzah, that Hashem took us out quickly. Matzah Right, that's different. This is a different focus. We've mentioned in Haggadah Shi'urim, uh, in the past, that the Chassam Sofer points out the only mitzvah to Arisa, the only biblical mitzvah that we have is Vanazeh. Is matzah. None of the other ones we have exist. Right? We don't have truma. We don't have meiser sheni. We don't have kachim, karbanos. We have no mitzvah of eating biblically. She, eating on Shabbos, onik Shabbos, mitzvah And even if it's a kiyam of zachar, but it's not that there's an object that has to be eaten. Only matzah. That's the only one. That's the chavivus of the mitzvah of matzah, and that's the focus. The focus, when we don't have a base of migdash, is the matzah. So the carbon is the focus, bisman ha-migdash, and the matzah afterwards. Vihine. <coughs> that first Pesach, it was the beginning of Pesach. It was the first Pesach. So embedded in the Pusik is the remez to both of these time periods that were going to take place in Jewish history. That is why in our Parsha, in Parsha's bow, which is the first Pesach, we have both matzah and the carbon as main courses, as main dishes. Yes, later on in Baloscha, we have carbon Pesach as the Iker, because that was the time that they had the carbon Pesach. So you have a current Pesach, that's the Iker. And Matzah is somewhat secondary. You put it with the Marar. But our Parsha, Matzah and Pesach are both primary and both central because the Torah alludes to everything in the history of the world. If you think about it, right, the the Kabbalistic sources say, Hashem looked into the Torah and created the world in that way. So the Torah was the blueprint of the world. 
everything in the world, not just physically, but everything in the history of the world is found in Torah. The Vilna Gon went through every parsha, right? And he thought even Sefer Dvarim is a, is a different century, right? Every parsha, the world's going to be 6,000 years, says the, the Gemara in one place, and most until Mashiach comes. So the Grah thought that every, every, uh, Sefer of the Torah is Keneged another century. And the, from the year 5,000, it's, um, it's, you know, the last thousand years, and the Grah went through every century to know, and he found, he found himself in the Torah towards the end of Sefer Dvarim. Um, by the Apostle towards the end of uh, Kisetse. But, uh, based, but everything's in the Torah. So here already, the allusion to the future Psachim are in the Torah. And then he quotes from, in the Harchev Davar, the Kalzer Ramzu Misadri Haggadah. There's even one word in the Haggadah. That's not really even in our Haggadah, but it's in the Rambam's Haggadah. And it's in some Haggadahs in parentheses. What's the first word of Magid? The first word of Magid. Says, <coughs> says the, uh, we say Halach Ma'anya. But the Rambam has an extra word, bifhilu. Bifhilu meaning in hurriness, in haste. That's an emphasis of the matzah. He says that's a word that we add in, in, uh, in, uh, galus because that has to do with the, uh, chipazon. And in galus, that's, that's what we focus on. Okay. Let's com- move on. Says the Torah. Hashem gives us specific instructions how to eat the Karman Pesach. How do we have to prepare the current Pesach? If you remember, I think uh, we mentioned a number of years ago, I don't know about recently, the Chizkuni. The Chizkuni throughout this parak, I'll just mention it again, where the Chizkuni goes through that every detail of the entire avoda of the Karman Pesach was meant to disprove the Egyptians' belief that the sheep were, was a god. Every, de- every detail. So first of all, we take it four days before and put tied it to our bed. So our Egyptian neighbors hear their god, Bang, you know, the whole night. What are they thinking? Oh my gosh, that the, our God, bet the whole night. Right, a zilzal, right? A zilzal of their, a disgrace of their God. And then what? We have to roast it whole, whole. Right? You shouldn't think that it's a different kind of steak. Right? Whole, look at the sheep. And it has to be barbecued. It has to be roasted. So that everybody on the block knows that what's for dinner. Right? When you're having a, you know, something inside boiling in the pots, not everybody knows. But you're having a barbecue, everybody in the block knows. The aroma wafts. And when is it done? Late in the afternoon. Bein harabayim. When everybody's coming back from work. Right? Everybody, no, nobody's, uh, mi- nobody's missing it. Every detail he goes through um, is, is about this. But one of the details is how we have to be. So if you look in Pasig Yud Aleph, don't leave anything over. The kachatochloso. This is how you're supposed to eat it. That we just described how uh, it should be prepared. The kachatochloso. Masnechem chagurim. Have your belts on. Naalechem beraglechem. Have your shoes on. Umakelchem biatchem. Have your walking sticks in your hand. Be ready to go. Vachaltem oso bechipazon. Pesachul Hashem. You'll eat it in chipazon. As Rashi quotes, Lashon behala umihirus. Quickly. You'll eat it quickly. Rashi also quotes Masrecham Chagurim Mizumanim Laderach. You'll be ready to go. Asks if you look in the Sefer Lachsos Benoam Hashem. He says here Tzarech Lahavin Mahadora Mechadeshes Lanu Bazeh. What's the Torah teaching us by saying Naalechem Beraglechem? Keep your shoes on. Right. Well, we're what they usually have on. They didn't have shoes. Generally, that's how we that's how we we are. We're with shoes. Right, why wouldn't they have shoes on? Right, the, the pasuk even describes that's one of the nisim that happened later on in the, in the in the desert. Their shoes grew with them. So what what's the chiddush of saying have your shoes on? Okay, you want to say your money belt and your stick. You don't usually sit around eating with your with your um, with your knapsack on. The knapsack and the stick is against the wall by the front door, so you have to eat with that. But the shoes, people have shoes on. So two answers he gives. He goes for the first one for the Maral Diskin. As we've spoken about in the past, whenever there's a Makam Kadosh, whenever Hashem's there, we need to take off our shoes. The Kohanim of the Beis HaMikdash don't wear shoes. The Kohanim, when they go up to Duchen, don't wear shoes. Any Jew that goes into the Beis HaMikdash, Harabayas, doesn't wear shoes. On Yom Kippur, we don't wear shoes. It's Hashem's place. Whenever... There is Shechina, Moshe Rabbeinu, Yeshua bin Nun. They were told, Makam Kadosh, take off your shoes. So Makas Bachoros was a Gili Shechina. 
Right? We say in the Haggadah, Anibolo Malach, Anibolo Saraf, it was me. So says the Maral Diskin, I might have thought that, you know, you can't have shoes on. Because the Kaddish Baruch Hu is there. Shashchina nimseis, ein liyosha mim na'alayim. Ukevisha matzini shakohanim, bebeis ha'migdosh ha'yololo na'alayim. The Kohanim didn't have shoes. V'chein ha'kaddosh baruch hu. Shizgalo l'moshe, amalo shanalach me'araglecha. Right, the first sentence that Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu in history, take off your shoes. After saying his name, Moshe, Moshe. So I might have thought, v'inimakas b'charos, avarti rezman balay la'azevi kesik al-b'char, eni malamach lev na'asorof, nimsa, shashchina yard of Aisalamata, the shechina was there in Mitzrayim, v'yimkein ha'yamakom lomar, sha'am Yisrael yoridu as min aleyem, b'achmas ha'kedusha. I might have thought, take off your shoes, Kodesh Baruch says, no, the overriding need of having to leave quickly overrides. Overrides the shalna alecha me'araglecha. Hakadosh Baruch Hu's covenant is that we're wearing shoes. Usually, we take off our shoes. We've discussed in the past what does that mean in terms of the symbolism. Wearing shoes shows that we are in charge of the whole world. Shoes is from leather. The animal kingdom we put on our shoes, right, to show that we're in charge. So we take off our shoes in a makom kadosh. But says the uh, Maharal Diskin, at this point in history, Hashem says, "Keep your shoes on," because I'm taking you out. Number one. And then he quotes from himself, O Nira Levire, Misyata Deshmaya, another idea. Shedine Yadua. And let's think about this in, not in our day where there are tight fitting sneakers. Right? That's, that's a different Metzius. But think about in the days of old when there were sandals. And I would say, think about it with Crocs or flip flops. Try running quickly in Crocs or flip-flops. What would we do? We just go barefoot. If somebody is running especially on sand in the desert, how do you go quickly? Just take off your shoes and run. It's more comfortable to run without shoes. If you're going to have to run very fast. He quotes in the Six-Day War. Because you have to check the history books. When the Egyptians ran, Thousands of, of shoes were left. Because they had to run quickly. So maybe so quick that we can't take our shoes with us. Which would not be so good, because then what are we going to do when we get there? We won't have shoes to wear. They would think they have to leave very quickly. Right? That uh, <laughs> they shouldn't have shoes on. Hashem says, wear your shoes. You're going to go quickly, but it's not going to be unbearable or in a way that you can't wear your shoes. You could go quickly and you could wear the shoes. So either wear your shoes even though there's Gilu Shechina, wear your shoes even though we're going to go quickly, it's going to work out. It won't be somebody who is running. That you'll have to take off your, your shoes in that way. Or it might be that Hashem will make your shoes fit you very well and they'll never fall off, right, if they always fit you as we, as we learned uh, later on. Okay. Good. So that's a detail about Nalechem, Biraglechem. And then we have the Pasik that was just spoken about. Uh, the Avarti Beretz Mitzrayim. Hashem promises that he's going to go and take care of Makas Bechoros. Right? The ultimate Maka. Remember two weeks ago, we mentioned that Moshe Rabbeinu warns Para right at the beginning of Makas Bechoros. Right? The first stage. The beginning of it all, he already has mentioned Makas Bechoros. We mentioned then, we quoted from Rav Shechter on the Parsha. How he said Makas Bechoros was the shichror, was the setting free of B'nai Yisrael. We didn't just go free. We were set free. And there's a big difference. Because if somebody goes free, then when the master finds us again, so then we'll just go back to the previous state that we were in. Because we physically went out, but then when we're caught, we're caught. But if we were set free, then there has to be another type of action of, of uh, Knisa L'shibud. And that never happens. Because we might be in, in uh, Shibud, but we're not in the status of Shibud. So, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us 
tells the uh, Moshe to uh, to tell them. And in Perak Yud Beis, Pasik Yud Beis, Yud Beis, Yud Beis, V'yavarti Be'eretz Mitzrayim. The next Pasik. Balai Lazeh, V'yikesi Kobachar Be'eretz Mitzrayim, I will smite any, all the firstborns, Mi'adam Abbehema, U'v'chol Alohei Mitzrayim, E'aseshvatim, Ani Hashem. The firstborns. Hatara Modiyalan, who says the Daki Musar of Naiman. Again, this is an obvious thought, but this is what you see as Mitzrayim is about. So, you should, uh, have one thought of the obvious, uh, which again we speak about at length, at length, uh, Pesach time, but we have to talk about it now too. Let me just mention one mashal we mentioned a couple of years ago from Avasher Weiss, but it's fascinating as we talk about Zahir Yisius Mitzrayim and remembering Pesach also. Once a year we have Sipur Yisius Mitzrayim. Once a year we have a mitzvah to speak about it at length and spend all night and ask questions and go very deep into Sipur Yisius Mitzrayim. Every single day and night of our life, we have the mitzvah of Zechiras, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Just one line. That's it. We're yotze the mitzvah with that one pasuk. Maybe also the paragraph afterwards where we mention Kriyas Yamsuf and uh, expansion. But it's pretty short. It takes less than a minute. Less than a minute to do the mitzvah. So how, how do those two things work together? We have Sipur one night a year, and we have Zechira every day and every night, very quickly. So he gave a modern mushal, as he says. You won't find this one in the Dubna Magad. Right? He gives a modern mushal. He says, you buy a new phone. <coughs> you buy a new phone. <coughs> it's a big pain sometimes, because you have to put all the phone numbers in. Let's say it doesn't switch from your old phone. The first time you get a phone, you have to put in all your contacts. You have to press all the buttons. You have to press save. You have to press, you know, what the name. You got to put in all the different contacts. It takes a while. But it's, but it's, you read the Litzorah because the next time I want to call a number, all I have to do is press one button. I press one button, eight numbers, nine numbers come on the screen, ten numbers, and, and then it just, and then it dials. All I have to do is one little bit. Said Rav Asher Weiss, is putting in the numbers. That's putting everything in, putting all the information. Nisim, and, and, uh, Shibud, and Geula, and Maskel Benus, and once we do that properly, if we do that properly, the rest of the year, all you gotta do is press one button. And it all comes back. The feelings come back and the, the recognition. So, Sipur is the putting in the numbers. Zahira is every day. That's the quick, that's the quick, quick one. So, we have Zahira. So, the message is, we have to remember though, one of the main elements is that Akharish Baruch Hu did it himself. Hatar Modiyalanu, again now five, source five. Kibi Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Lohayla Teva Chelek Vishtatfus. You see, Mitzrayim, we had no, we had no part in it. Yes, we had a Shabbos HaGadol Drasha a couple of years ago. Kriyas Yamsuf, we had a part in. We jumped in. Nachshom Aminadov, whatever the Medrash is. You see, Mitzrayim, nothing. It was all him, capital H. Ki akol bashkoch anisis. Hakol ro beinayim as etzba lukim. Bechol ha-otos v'amosim shal Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim v'kriyas Yamsuf. It was all HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We all saw it. And that's what it, the pshat we should take from line number six, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says at the beginning of Aseris HaDibros. And the Rishonim already asked, why does it say that I took you out of Mitzrayim? Why doesn't it say, Asher Barati Shemayim Va'aretz? I am God who created the world. Why does it say I created, I took you out of Mitzrayim? <coughs> because, says the Darkie Musser, Kishem Shemitias Mitzrayim Raisa Baatzmacha, Ubeinacha, Shani Levada Sisias Kalanisim. Just like in Mitzrayim, you saw that I did everything myself. I did all the Nisim. It was all me. Me Beli Kol Ezra, Mitzada Teva. Right, without any help from any human or any other power. They saw it. Kachi Mushrash Tamid Bilikahi Karazeh. You should know every second of existence, Asher Mitzrayim. It's still me willing the world to continue to exist. Skip a line. And even if sometimes it appears that there's nature, sometimes it appears that Teva is involved. As the Ramban emphasizes at the end of the parsha, Shiraka Gadishbarhu Lovado, who Manigabira Hashem is in charge of the Bira, Umisoviv Galgalabriakula. And 
We have to recognize that. You have to recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu throughout the Bria. Not just in Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim, but every day. As the Ramban says at the end of the parasha, The person doesn't have a chelik, until we believe that the entire, everything that happens, right, it's not teva, it's all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he continues and says, this also comes up, and basically every holiday has this message in some way. Pesach, um, he quotes from Hanukkah. says, right, one of the 500 answers to the question of why there are eight days of Hanukkah. <coughs> right, I have a safer at home. 500 answers. Also, a lot of them are pretty similar to each other. But uh, he quotes from the Saba from Kelm on the next page, in source number six. Madua madlikin shmoni yom neiris Hanukkah haloshem and hispik liyom echad. You have enough for one, you had enough for one day. So why do you need, why do we light eight days? So, many answers. Maybe even the first night there was some left over. Um, maybe one day is for the Melchama. Says the Tzaba Mikel. Chazal didn't want us to think, oh, there was enough to burn one day, and that's nature, and the other seven came from Hashem. No, the first day was also from Hashem. What it's normal for, for oil to light? It's also from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That power. Right, the oil itself, the natural oil, had no connection. Right, what did Chazal say in uh, Mesechah's Tainus when Chalim Mendoza's daughter came and said, Ah, I messed up. Shabbos already started. I put vinegar in instead of oil. He says, Misha Amr L'Shem and V'Yidlok Hu Yomar L'Chometz V'Yidlok. And it lit the whole Shabbos. V'Chein Amr Chazal Gem B'Mizonosav Shaladam Right, Chazal say, Kashim B'Mizonosav Shaladam K'Kriyas Yamsuf A person's parnasa is like Kriyas Yamsuf. So what does that mean? It, nothing's hard for Hashem. Something so natural. We think, I work hard, so I get a paycheck. And I work even harder, and I get this paycheck. And I put in my ishtablis, and I make good decisions in business, and I'll, and I'll make something. I make bad decisions. No, it's all from a Kaddish Baruch We have to do our ishtablis. Right? That comes from Adam Arishon. We have a curse. We have to do our ishtablis. But, we have to recognize that the result... Result is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Umedam and Lekriyas Yamsuf. Our Parnas is like Kriyas Yamsuf. Shu inyin nisi bechlet. Hishvu. Chazal equalized. Dover shu ikaro teva. Ladover shu ikar neisai de HaKadosh Baruch Hu levado. Two things that are total opposites. Kriyas Yamsuf and our Parnasa. We would think are two totally sides of the world. But Chazal put them together. Because from HaKadosh Baruch Hu's point of view, giving us Parnasa and splitting the sea is all equal and we have to recognize those um, that idea. And that's Anibalo Malach, Anibalo Saraf. We have to think about that by Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. Again, review the Ramban at the end of the Parsha, but also recognize that it's all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Every single day, every single Mechadish B'chol Yom Tamid, it's all HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowing the world to continue to exist in the way that, uh, in the way that it is. Okay, there's much to talk about Right, remember the, the Meshachachim in Parshas Bechukosai discusses this. Again, the Rabban in this week's Parsha, Reb Dessler talks about this, uh, Nais and Teva as well. Okay. So one of the unique characters of the first Pesach is we, what we just read, shoes on and uh, belt on and getting ready to go. But there was another mitzvah that only applied then, that will never apply again and didn't. Says the Moshe Rabbeinu now after Chamishi. Ve'ikra Moshe l'chozik na Yisrael. Mishchu kachu b'chem zon take a shifa shachdo a pasach shach the pesach ulakach the magudas ezov take a hisap branch utfaltem adam asher basav dip it in blood v'yagadam alamashka v'shtiyam zuzos put it on the door v'yatem lo seitzu ish b'pesach beisu ad boker nobody's allowed out nobody's allowed out of the house. Hashem is going to come through. He's going to see the dam. The mitzvah will protect you. He will not allow the destroyer. Mashchis. How does that work? There's only Hashem. What kind of other power is there? But we're not allowed to leave the house. 
So why aren't we allowed to leave the house? So Pashup shot because of Makas Bacharos. Right? We don't want to be caught up in the, in the danger. But there's another idea here, says Rev Salvechik. There's another idea here you have in source number seven. On the night of freedom, the slaves performed the movement of withdrawal, of recoil, of self-defiance and self-limitation. We didn't leave. We didn't leave. What does that show? What does that show? The transition from slavery to freedom is very critical. The masters who exploited, tortured, humiliated, find themselves suddenly at the mercy of the slaves for whom they show no concern, display no human emotion. The natural reaction of the slave, and how many stories are about this in in history? What's the natural reaction of the slave who is suddenly freed is to avenge himself on the tyrant who, who murdered his baby, who assaulted and disgraced his daughter, who mercilessly beat him for any minor infraction of a nonsensical sadistic rule. Revenge! Right? Then you deserve this. What you did to me is usually a bloody, ruthless, and vengeful transition. Fear of a slave upheaval haunted all the tyrants of antiquity, as well as those of modern times. Because if there's a rebellion, there's going to be total destruction of the abusers by the abused. History records many bloody and ruthless insurrections of slaves against their masters. And he quotes ancient Rome, the Peasants' Rebellion in Germany, the Cossack Revolt in Ukraine, right, which ultimately, you know, included in that was the Khamenevsky massacres of Tachvatat. The stories about the cruelty of the rebels are blood-shilling, eager to settle a long account of cruelty, the Hulu. And what happened the night of Yisias Mitzrayim? What happened the night the Jews, the Jewish slaves, after 210 years went free? How many Egyptians were attacked? How many storefronts were broken? Did anything of that kind happen on the night of the Exodus? 600,000 slaves, 2 million people were liberated. Paro comes to Goshen to plead with Moshe. The Egyptians were hysterical, moaning and crying. The Jews were now the masters. The Egyptians, the subordinates. What happens? The oppressors were at the mercy of their former slaves. Were Egyptian babies taken out of the embrace of their mothers and thrown into the Nile? Did the Hebrew beat up the taskmaster? What happened? Nothing of the sort. Not one person was hurt. Not one house destroyed. The liberated slaves had the courage to withdraw to defy the natural call of the blood. And that's how Am Yisrael started. Not vengeful. But freedom is the ability to recoil and to control our, our ritzonas. We might have wanted to. Naturally, maybe we would have. But Kodesh Baruch Hu says, you can't leave your house. And putting us out of that situation, you know, puts us in a different, puts us in a different state. Okay. Continuing along now with the Meshachachma. The Meshachachma has a hundred pages on Parsha's bow. We could spend the whole shear every year on the Meshachachma. We've done a number of his thoughts in Parsha's bow in the past. This year we'll do the following one. On the same Pasik. Atem, but he's gonna quote it in a symbolic way. Can't leave your house tonight. Atem Moseitsu Ishbi Pesach Beso Ad Boker. Says the Meshachachma, a couple of steps. A couple of steps. Number one, there's a difference between Golis Mitzrayim and the other Golios. Later on. Says the Meshachach, my name is Bonin Yireh. Keep in Mitzrayim, Nishtakech Mehem Gufei Torah. In Mitzrayim, the basic laws we didn't do. Right? What, what did the Malachim say? Halalu of the Evadazar, Halalu of the Evadazar. We worshipped idols. We did terrible things. We, we covered up our Brismila, meaning we didn't do Brismila. The basics we didn't do in Mitzrayim. But you know what we did do? Shaloshinu Ashmam. Shaloshinu Ashloshona. The extra laws that were meant to keep us separate. That we did do. So we didn't do the main, we didn't do Avodah we didn't do Mila, but the Syagim and the Gedarim, the extra ones we did do. Lokain Begalas Bavel. In Galas Bavel it was the opposite. Right? We might have learned Torah, we kept certain mitzvahs. But we intermarried, we didn't keep separate. Well, the intermarriage that took place in, uh, in Sefer Nehemiah. So message number one. That was the difference between Mitzrayim and the other Goliaths. It was the opposite. And as we know, what has kept us going throughout the ages, 
obviously keeping to the Torah. But it was the extra halachas that were meant to keep us separate. It was the laws like Bishal Akum and, and Chalav and Pas and, and the other halachas that Chazal and their infinite wisdom knew that if we just, you know, we, um, as Rav Chaim said, if a Jew doesn't make Kiddush, the guy makes Avdallah. You know, if we don't separate ourselves, then we're just going to be separated anyway, but in a different way. But what's kept us going throughout the ages and the centuries has been the extra halachas and the siyagim. Right, that's what has kept us going. And that's what keeps us separate. Rahman al-Islan, looking at the, the um, assimilation that happens, is happening today and the percentages of Jews in, the, in, in Gullus that, that are marrying out, it's unfathomable. But we have to try to do our best to keep the laws that are meant to keep us separate. Not in a way of keeping above, but just keeping separate. Keeping separate. Every person has Selim Elohim. And that's why he quotes many different examples. And he says throughout history, he says, Avraham asasyag v'geder. Right, well, Chazal pick up that Avraham did call it Akula, including Erev Tavshilin, Durabanans, Vuacharav, Yichud, Shnios Laarayas. Many of the Durabanans that were kelped, Asumishmeris Lumishmarti. Again, not to read the whole thing, because so I want to make sure we get to the next piece. And he quotes from different Mamari Chazal that Eov did not. He contrasted Eov and Avraham. But says the Meshachachma, what kept us going in Mitzrayim? It was these laws that kept us separate. As much as we could. We almost blew it. We almost lost it. But, this bottom of the second column. That's why there are so many Darises and even Darabanans for Pesach, more than any other holiday. We have Chumras, we have, we have separations. What other holiday do you have the concept of people not mishing, right? Or people not, that's just, that's just a siman of, of separateness. But says the Meshachachma, on Pesach, Ishmi Pesach Pesach celebrates that we were able to keep our separateness throughout all the years of Mitzrayim. Yes, we have to be in an or lagoyim, and we have to be worried about tikkun olam, and to be involved in the world as much as possible. But we have to be involved in the world as an or, as a model nation, and that requires at the beginning, lo seitzu ishmi pesach beso ad boker. Shekal adam ye nigdar mekushar lumaso, be connected to Judaism, to... The word of God, b'siyagim v'gedarim, shekolzman shelo yeor elokim mofialav galuya lenikol sakana gadosh leis arvu. Right? What what keeps us separate besides these laws? That's why the Meshachachim himself, it has a quote here, but the Meshachachim in Parshas Vaera says that maybe that's another. He says it uh, implicitly. I heard this from uh, this, this Meshachachim pointed out by Rabbi Pelkovitz. Uh, he said when we at Vihisha Amdo we lift up the cup of wine at the seder. So why do we lift up a cup of wine? What's the vihi? What's the vihi? Uh, many, countless pshatim, what the vihi is. Vihi, so the Meshachachma says vihi, we lift up the wine. Wine symbolize all those didim drabanan that are meant to keep us separate. Because wine, stam yenam, yayinesech, vihi, this, sha'am dalavoseinu, shalolecha bilvad, v'kadosh baruch matzalenu miyadam. This has kept us separate as we follow the didim drabanan and the siyagim and, and all of that area of, of, uh, of halach. Okay. One final thought relating to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love for us and the amazing schus it is to be the Am Hashem. Right, the last Pasuk in the Perek, Lel Shimurim. It is a night, a guarded night. Lel Shimurim Hu Lashem. It is a guarded night. L'Hotziah Me'eret Mitzrayim. Hu Alay Lazesh Shimurim L'Chol Bnei Zolodorosam. What does Rashi say? Shimurim? Guarded? Rashi says, Hashem was Shomer this night for centuries before. Shahaya Kadesh Barachu Shomer Umitsapelo Lakayim Haftachaso. Lohotsiya Meir Tisrayim. Hashem was guarding and looking into the future and hoping for this night to redeem us. Right? It reminds us of the Rashi. In Vayeshev, Yaviv Shamar Sadavar, Yoshevu Mitzape Masayavo. Shmira sometimes means waiting with anticipation. When am I going to be able to fulfill this? Says Rav Yerucham, 
in Das Torah. What's the, what's the depth of this Rashi? Lel Shimurim, who was the night that HaKadosh Baruch Hu looked forward to and was mitzapeh, when am I going to be able to fulfill it? Says the Das Torah, why does Hashem make promises? Like, what does Hashem need to make a promise for? Right, what do we say in the Haggadah also? Baruch Shomer Haftachasol Yisrael. He promised Avram Avinu. What does he make a promise for? Hashem will do it and do it and... Just do it. Says Rabbi Yeruchim Bi'arna, we've explained in the past, it's a midah Hashem first promises and then one does in order to allow the Baal Bitachon to hear the promise and have Bitachon in HaKadosh Baruch. Bitachon is from the word haftacha. Right? It, we, we have bitachon, we're batuach in the haftacha of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shamuvtach, I'm not sure if he picks up on that word. Shamuvtach yamin bazeh emun ashleim of lios batuach. Vizeh yesiba lavo mizeh lemidas hakiyum. Shikuyim ba'atachas shalom haftiach. So Hashem gives us the opportunity to have bitachon in his haftacha and that's why we have that concept of haftacha. But then Rabbi Yeruchim says, but think about this for a minute. When, let's say, a king makes a promise. Let's say a politician makes a promise. When they have to fulfill it, why are they fulfilling it? Because I had a promise. What can I do? I can't get out of my promise. I promise, so I have to do it. Halavai that everybody who promises should do it. But you promise, so if a human being fulfills a promise because they have to fulfill the promise. HaKadosh Baruch Hu can't wait to fulfill his promises. Because he only promised anyway for our goodness. Why did he promise? So the Baal Bitochon could have Bitochon in the promise. He didn't have to promise. It was all for us. Hashem lel shimurim, yoshiva mitzapeh. Hashem couldn't wait to fulfill his promise. Ki midas baser vadam, kshe'echan maftiach dover ma'alamishahu, ukshe'achach hachom makayim avtachaso, if he fulfills it afterwards, we're based whenever you fill a promise, you're like forced to. Not because he really wants to. Whenever Hashem promises, he just wants to fulfill that promise. Because that's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love for us. Nifla ma'od ha'inyan. And he ends off, what a wondrous, amazing thought this is. Kodesh Baruch Hu promises for us, and he can't wait to fulfill those promises. Yiratzon that Kodesh Baruch Hu fulfill his promises also of Geul Shlema Bimheira Amen.